podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all that thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, 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 hello and welcome back to another episode of the Disnomics Podcast. Firstly, a shout out to the previous week's listeners travelling abroad with the lovely Brooke Odden, aka Brooke on a Break. Fantastic young lady. We were discussing, she's a travel blogger. She's also been on TV, been on The Circle. Great vibes we're talking. The pandemic stayed in shape. Travelling during the pandemic, travelling in general. Tips on a cheap, how to have cheap holidays and go to as many countries as possible. Relationship, like everything. We had a, like a great chin wag. So make sure you check that out. Video will be also on Patreon and YouTube as well. Speaking of YouTube, make sure you subscribe to Dysonomics on YouTube. Just search Dysonomics on YouTube or youtube.com forward slash Dysonomics. Subscribe. The latest Monday morning news will be out by the time you're hearing this podcast on a Monday morning by 10.30, 11.30. Get your weekly Monday news maximum 15 minutes usually under 10 minutes monday get your news for the week sorted you get me speaking of this nomics you can also find me on patreon so make sure you subscribe and obviously the more patrons i get the better content i can put out and the better quality and the more yeah so if you want to in- embark on this nomics journey and enjoy do you know what i mean jump on the patreon and of course you can find me on twitter underscore nomics instagram this nomics and this nomics pod i put a lot of content on there so you might want to get involved now, this week's podcast is going to be a bit more economical. We're going to talk about the national debt because there's been a lot of talk about it everywhere. So I'm going to fill in the people with that information. And any questions, you could tweet hashtag Dysonomics or just tweet me underscore nomics or send a DM to the Dysonomics pod Instagram page. But yeah, let's get this podcast crackalacking. Yeah. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Dysonomics. I want to start off this podcast by saying happy Mother's Day to my mum and my goddaughter's mum and all the lovely mothers out there. People, Shout out to people who have also lost their mothers during pandemic or before. My prayers with you. And to also women who are, who have lost children. It's your still mothers. Like Happy Mother's Day to you. And my thoughts are with you. And I hope everybody has a fantastic year and a great Mother's Day. Now, this week's podcast, I'm talking about national debt and if we should be worried where it is, how our UK finances are. So bear with me. There's going to be a lot of numbers, a lot of gists, but I think this is information that you probably want to know and probably should know. Now, what on earth is national debt? National debt is simple. It's a measurement of how much a country, a country's government owes its creditors. Same way your debt is just how much you owe creditors, whether it's your credit card, your car finance, student loan, um, your auntie, whatever. Debt levels is all about, do you know what I mean? How much we, our government owes creditors. Now, the UK's debt level is pretty high now. It's grown because of the pandemic. But it might not be as high as other countries. Japan historically have a massive debt level. So their debt level is currently 1,028 trillion yen, which works out to about $9 trillion. And their debt level in terms of the percentage of gross of their gross domestic product, which is like how much your country produces. So you're, how much you owe versus how much you produce. Their debt level is kind of mad. It is 237.5% of their GDP, which is insane to me. Absolutely insane. 
Now, if we look at Italy, they also have a very high level. So they owe 2.17 trillion euros, which is 133% of their national debt level, of their, of their GDP, that's their debt level, which is mad. And if you look at Belgium, they owe just under 400 billion euros. So their gross terms are a lot lower than the countries you mentioned, but still that's 99.57% of their GDP. Spain, they owe 1 trillion euros and that is 95.96%. So it's less than Italy's and slightly less than Belgium's. And of course, United States of America, who have a, a huge economy, they have a huge debt level, it says gross, grossly, they owe $19.23 trillion. So they owe trillions. And that's 106%, 106.7% of the GDP. Now, the, now com- compared to UK, as of December, we owe $2.1 trillion pounds in debt. So that's 2,000 billion. Two, well, 2,100 billion. This is 99.4% of GDP. And this is the highest debt ratio since 1962. So this is f- just over that a couple, two to 3% higher than Spain's, about, you know I mean, six, 7% lower than the USA's, slightly just underneath Belgium's, at significant 37% lower than Italy's, and 137% lower than Japan. So that's how we compare to our age mates. So now we know we have a high debt level is basically how much we produce is virtually how much we earn and how much we owe, which is not the best of places to be. So we know we have a, a high debt level. We know what national debt is. We know how we compare to some of the other um, OECD countries. So let's talk about a state of our current finances. Now, Obviously, with the, with the global pandemic, the global pacromo, the global panoramic, pandemic, however you want to call it, there's been sharp contractions in our economy. And this has a negative, negative impacted tax revenue. So we pay taxes, all of us pay taxes, whether it be VAT on goods and services. Some of us pay capital gain tax on our, on our assets. Some of us pay stamp duty when we're purchasing houses. Some of us pay national assurance. Um, income tax, some of us pay corporation tax, some of us pay business rates. There's all types of taxes. Now, obviously, in a pandemic, the more tax, the, like, the less people are spending, the less businesses are producing, the more people are inside, naturally, the less, the, 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 less, the less opportunities there are to tax earnings or expenditure. So this happened. The government also similarly spent records amount to support the economy. So their income is going down because of the tax re- tax receipts are going down, but the expenditure is going up because of the nature of the economy. They're supporting businesses, families, um, institu- institutions, all types of stuff. Now, remember, we went on a very, very long lockdown March 2020. That slapped up economy. We, we saw um, economy go down by 20%, way more than France, Italy, Germany, and the United States. We also saw a recovery, but then it slowed in autumn and winter because we had a second and third wave of the pandemic. So we went on other lockdowns. The UK is forecasted to by the end of this financial year. So the financial year starts off in April and ends in March. So the 2020 to 21 financial year, which ends at the end of this month, we're forecasted to, to have borrowed 394 billion pounds. This is approximately 19% of our GDP. So that is like one fifth of our production, 
that's how much we borrowed, which is, that's how much additional we borrowed, which is crazy. And this expenditure hasn't always been particularly great. Now, if you if you look at if you look at um, what we spent money on, so obviously there's been uh, furlough, um, BBLs, and I'm not talking about going to Turkey, uh, CBLs, all types of stuff, PPE kits. They spent so much money. The problem is that some of the money being spent is not entirely efficient, and this is bad because over time the government have not really reformed this, so we're kind of messing with our finances in a very, very awkward position. So despite clear evidence that some spending programs have significantly significant deadweight costs and delivering poor value for money, they have not been reformed. So there's been a lot of accusations of cronyisms with large contracts being awarded with little scrutiny. People who listen to my podcast and see my videos have seen when Matt Hancock bust a contract to an associate and a neighbour, former neighbour of his called Alex Bourne and his company to produce veils for visors and stuff like that, veils for PPE medical um, graded veils. These times his company produced it like basically like packaging for catering companies. So it's not if they never produced medical equipment before, but they got a, a contract where they're producing like 2 million pieces, uh, two million pieces a week. We've also seen the test and trace system that has, um, as of October 2020, spent four billion pounds. Plenty of people seen the 37 billion pound figure, but that is not entirely accurate. There's 37 billion pounds allocated, so set aside. So let's say you set aside 50 50,000 pounds for your wedding, but you've only so far spent like, I don't know, two grand on the flowers, maybe five grand deposit for the venue. So you spent seven grand. You don't say, oh, I spent 50 grand on my wedding. No, you haven't. You spent seven grand. So there's been four billion spent, but there's been 37 billion allocated. Either way, four billion is a grotesque amount especially for the results, which we have been nothing short of a catastrophe. So that's examples of shambolic spending so far that has not really been reviewed and revamped. And also PPE kits, like because the government were down bad, they had to purchase quickly and they've made some terrible investments. Just is what it is. So our current deficit reached the highest levels in Second World War. And obviously in World Wars, you spend so much money because you're feeding... Soldiers, you're not really producing much because people are too busy fighting and trying to stay indoors and all that good stuff. Well, not good stuff, bad stuff. Our economy last year contracted by a total of 11%, which is a whopping number. If our economy only growed 1%, people are like, oh, that's not really looking good. But it dropped by 11%. Government spending is currently of currently 57% of the economy. This is a massive, massive number. And spending will top £1 trillion for the first time ever. So because of the pandemic, the government is spending, spending, spending to try to sustain the economy, keep people in jobs. Now, tax re- revenues remain stable as a share of national income, around 35%. But because that the spending has gone up, that's kind of thrown the real levels all over the gaff. So, our tax receipts are actually now lower. And I'm going to go into it. So, when economic activity falls, so do much tax revenues, as I said at the top of the pod. Incomes are lower. So income tax and national insurance contributions fall. Consumption is lower. We're not spending as much on goods and services. So VAT will drop. This is like pretty much like straightforward. We, we, we had to anticipate this. So according to like forecast right now, business rates will be down by 39%. Income tax, which we pay on our wages, will be down by 9%. National insurance, which again, we pay on our wages, down 6%. 
VAT, which will be which you spend on consumption, will be down nine percent. Capital gain tax will be down twenty nine percent. Stamp duty thirty four percent. In terms of total tax rates, they're likely to be down twelve percent. So we spend in way more than before, and our income, well, the government's income, which is tax revenue, is going to be down by twelve percent. So that's going to be bad for the finances. Now, to round up, should we really, really be worried? Well. What is key for how well should worry is a thing called interest rates, which I like to call the price, and economists like to call the price of money. So this is just effectively the cost of borrowing. So interest rates traditionally right now are really, really low. They're always close to, to 0%. However, this is where everything lies. If the economy grows, if interest rates grow quicker than um, our economy, then we should be worried. Because that's when national debt will get to unsustainable levels. Because if the interest rates on what on what the government has to repay go up, then it starts to get tricky. So, for example, if the in, if the interest rates go up by one percent, that costs the government in terms of financing its debt twenty an additional twenty four billion pounds a year. So this is what really really we should worry about. And obviously, if debt goes to unsustainable levels. That will lead to austerity measures, potentially, where which is basically government spends less and they tax more because they're trying to balance the books. And we saw the impact of austerity when the when the Tories took charge in 2010, like two years, because obviously our economy was in a toilet because of the financial crisis. So they had to spend, so they had to put on austerity measures, and that has impacted us because we've seen the national health services suffered, and also also the fact that we had less PPE was due to the fact that the government wasn't sustaining its very, very good like doomsday spending and stockpiling because they're trying to cut corners due to the previous global pandemic. Now, so at the moment, it isn't that much to worry about, but it's something to keep an eye on. Any questions, people, please hit me up. Hello at thisonomics.com. Of course, thisonomics hashtag on Twitter, make you do that. Let me know if this is the podcast on Insta, Dysonomics Pod and Dysonomics. And until next week, people, peace and blessings. Bow. Sports Social Podcast Network.